Hello and welcome to Three Blokes and the Rugby League podcast. We are once again profiling the top five um, players in each position. We've already done the fullbacks and the wingers. Today is 10 days until Christmas and we're going to do the centres, the best centres of 2020 in Rugby League. Joss McVitie, buddy, we will come to you first. Yeah, hello. Uh, Merry Christmas from myself. So the centres, uh, number five for me, Josh Morris. He's an old dog. You can't teach him any tricks because he knows all the tricks and could probably tell me, you, and about 5,000 other books about these tricks. But, you know, he's phenomenal. I mentioned his brother's professionalism to keep himself in shape and how he does. But it's his defence for me with Josh Morris. He has, he does not miss a beat. His physicality is there. And, you know, he, get, he just gets involved. He does what you ask of him. And he runs balling. You know, you can't ask for much. He's just defensively unreal for me. And it's a really solid option going down that side. It must be an half-back stream to defend with, because you know full well what you're getting from him. Uh, he's not slow neither, to be fair. I mean, he's, he's, I will not want to race him, to be fair. He's quick and he uh, gets through it for me. So, yeah, Josh Morris, can't really say much about the old dog because it's all been said before. Number five for me, and he's an up-and-coming talent, and I think he's been brilliant. Number four, sorry. He's been brilliant this year for Brisbane in a struggling, struggling Brisbane team. And that's Katoni Staggs. I know he made it into the Dali M team of the year, but for me, he just comes at fourth. Um, the most impressive thing for me this year is his physicality. He does not take a backward step, and I think you need that from a centre. And when Brisbane have called upon him, he's always delivered this year. Obviously, he seems he's been a bit up and down with injuries and such, and we probably would be looking at him in a New South Wales shirt should he have been fit. And that would have been an interesting where he fit into the lineup. Uh, but he, he's developed his goal kicking, his one-on-one tackling has got a lot stronger and he's quick. He's quick out of the gun. Um, a lot of players have said he's like running into a wall. So for me, Tony Staggs, and I think he's at such a young age, he's just going to get better and better and stronger and stronger. He's very much a similar shape to me as you know, a young GI. He's just a big bloke and he can shift as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes next year. Number three for me in the centres has probably been one of my most underrated and favourite players to watch this year, and that's Melbourne Storms, Justin Oram. Uh, obviously, yesterday we talked about wildlife and foxes and giraffes, so I've tried to go a different direction today, and this bloke is like granite. Uh, he does not shift at all. You, you could send a giraffe and a fox at him, and that bloke would not move. He, he, you just, you just look at his defence. I know I keep talking about defence, but wow, that boy can hit, and you know he's he's come from nowhere really. He's consistently built himself into his Melbourne team, and I reckon he's one of the first names on the team sheet for Bellamy now, because you know exactly what you're getting from him, and he's consistently good. It's not as if he's having a good game here and there, and then filling in and going, all right, I'll have a dig today. Whenever they need him, and especially coming out of their own end. He comes in and gets through his work. Um, obviously, he's, he's playing inside of the Fox, which helps because then he passes in ball and he's gone. But Orlam's no slouch neither. And he's, he's not an overly tall blow, but, you know, he's, he puts his body on line. He's got 11 tries this year, which for me is really impressive. He's not got that many try assists, but, you know, he's got through his work. And he's tackling at an 85% tackle succession, which I'm pretty sure... He's been consistently above 80 every year of his NRL career. And he's not overly old. So, you know, I just think he'll keep getting better and better. And I think 
it will be the cornerstone of that side. He's come in and filled that Will Chambers role really well this year for Melbourne. Number two, one of your favourites, Jamie, another player who I really like. And for me, I know Jed mentioned Matt Dusty going well for St. George, but I think this bloke this year has carried St. George pretty much by himself all year. And that's Zach Lomax. Thoroughly, thoroughly deserved is called in New South Wales. All three of us have said he'd have got into our teams and he'd have been playing. You know, he's a good centre. Uh, and I think he's a talent to really watch out for because I think once he gets going, as you mentioned, another year under his belt without injuries, he's been in the New South Wales camp now. Watch this boy go because I think he's going to explode and he's going to be a real talent. You know, he just give him a ball anywhere and he makes something happen. He's quick, he's agile, he's very, very good in the air. Obviously, he's a big bloke to aim for, but you don't actually realise how good he's in the air. Another really impressive thing from Lomax is his versatility. You want to stick him at one, he's going to do a full job for you. He's going to do a real good job. On wing, not many people will beat him in air football. And he's a quick hit, but he's quick. Kicks goals as well, which is always handy. You know, And he's pretty confident in himself. I'm sure there's been one or two games this year where St. George have needed a goal kick and they just stood up and said, yeah, no worries, I'll do it. And I think when you take him out of the team at St. George, they go missing a bit. And I think at such a young age, to have that dependent on you, it just tells you how much of a good player he is. And I'm pretty sure he's just signed a five-year deal at St. George. So they obviously see big things in him to be throwing around a contract like that. And for me, this year, number one is Crichton from Henry. Because I just think, wow, I'm looking at my notes and... My three words are wow and how good. I mean, what more can you say about him? Because he has literally come from nowhere. And he's coming to this team. Pretty sure he started on bench at the start of the year where maybe not have been straight into the side. And I remember him coming off bench and just being absolutely electrifying for Penrith. He just digs deep. You know, again, he's another one who I can't understand how he's not going to shout into the New South Wales starting lineup because... He just deserves it for me. He, you know, he's been absolutely superb. I started him at fullback a couple of times and obviously realised that, well, he's not a fullback, is he? So let's give him a go in centres. Big target to aim for, gets through his work, physical. And he's such a young age that he's just going to get better and better. And that's the scariest thing. He's tackled success this year. He's 84 and he's bagged 17 tries. What 17 tries, seven tries this in 22 games, absolutely phenomenal for me. I'm pretty sure it was his debut year or his first year where he's got consistently gained under his belt. And I think it shows you how much Penrith rate him when they were talking about the other side of the field who they were going to start in the centre when Crichton's shirt were already on wall ready for him in grand final. So, yeah, for me, boys, uh, number five, Josh Morris, number four, Katoni Staggs. Number three, the Granite Olam. Number two, Zach Lomax. And number one, Stephen Crichton. What about you, Jamie? Well, mate, you've, uh, it's going to start some fights, this, because um, you don't have my number one. So we'll, we'll get to that, and I think that'll be quite interesting. So um, we'll start number five. As you said, probably one of my favourite players in the entire league. I've put Zach Lomax at number five. Um, I mean, if Zach Lomax would have played at any other club for me in 2020, he would have been much higher on this list. Um, the past season for the Dragons in general kind of hindered his progression and his chances in various ways. But, it, you know, he, he's got all the talent in the world. I absolutely love him. I say it all the time. He's got this swagger that he owns the pitch, like he was born to play for um, Rugby League. And, and I mentioned it before, but he, he, 
he's just he's just a beautiful sight to watch when he's got space in front of him when he's got a man in front of him he'll absolutely bust bust down bust ta- uh, tackles down as well it reminds me of a young Mark Gasnier, but he's actually brought his kicking boots. He's got absolutely massive size. He's built like a brick house. Um, and there's no reason why he can't do it again in 2021. I think the Dragons have got to build the team around him. I do think I think he's genuinely that good. Um, and like you said, if they've offered him such a long deal and you see the pro- promise in him and the point scoring he's made, he's 178 points this year um, in his first proper season in the NRL. 92% tackle success. Really, really stands out for me. Um, the Dragons really do have to build a squad round him. He's that good. Kicks goals, scores tries, makes chances. Um, and he's a future captain of that club as well if they, if they stick with him. Um, fourth position, I've put the block of granite, Justin Olam. Um, last year, he seemed to come out of absolutely nowhere. Obviously, they had Chambers and they had Scott um, for, a lot of, for a few years. And, and Justin Olam's kind of come out of nowhere. But this season, he's, he's really sustained that position. And like you said, mate, everyone's kind of forgot about Will Chambers already. Um, you christened in the blocker granite mate and, and he's absolutely built like that as well all these lads have come over from PNG they could all be about 18 and they could all be about 50 you've no idea they all they all built the same they all run the same they all tackle the same they, they, they're just absolute speed trains they, they don't give a, give a damn who they're playing against he's absolutely brilliant close to the line don't mind missing a tackle even like I've said previously in another podcast that left edge where Kenny Bromwich Justin Olam and Josh Adokar He's a beautiful sight if you're a Melbourne fan. 11 tries in 2020, and I reckon he'll get a few more next year as well if he gets some um, consecutive games under his belt. Uh, number three, I've gone Katoni Staggs. Um, you know, up and down, tumultuous season for Brisbane. I said up and down, it's pretty much just been down, actually, for Brisbane. Um, but this man really, really stands out with players like Payne Ars and Patrick Carrigan. Superb season in the centre position, really, really stood out. Picked up a Dalia medal, 10 tries, 3.3 tackle break average. Um, Katoni just seemed to do something of note every single game every time Brisbane played and pretty much played Bradley we'd come on the podcast and be like what a break from Katoni Staggs what a tackle from Katoni Staggs what a try from Katoni Staggs Um, he does give the occasional penalty away I was looking at his disciplinary record and he's high into the 20s actually for his error count and his disciplinary so I think if he cleans it up next year and develops even more um, what a talent and there is rumours of him leaving Brisbane so once again I'd absolutely nail him down for everything he's worth. Number two, I've gone Stephen Crichton. Um, can, a, can a full debut season for him get any better apart from winning a grand final? Um, minor premiership, premiership appearance, New South Wales, New South Wales call-up. Um, 17 tries to boot as well. Crichton has the absolute world at his feet. He's had a rumoured um, transfer to the Sydney Roosters next year when, when they get uh, the Morris Twins off their salary cap. Um, he just doesn't look like slowing down at any point as well. Seems to make space for himself out of absolutely nowhere. Reminds me a bit of a Jamie Lyon, where um, you know he's not massively quick, but he seems to to, to pace, outpace every single other player. Um, always seems to be looking for the ball as well, and works really well on that on that side as well. Um, very very bright future, and could easily be the best centre in the world for a lot a lot of years. So my number one, Joss, who you didn't mention whatsoever is big Joey Manu at the Roosters. For me, the best centre in the world. Um, he, had a, he had an excellent season again, even though the Roosters didn't exactly hit the heights that they thought they would. Um, obviously, they came up short, but he's still up there for me. He's sharp, he's strong, he's decisive. He scares the defence on every single occasion. They're constantly asking questions of him. 
And the best compliment I can pay for Joey Manu is is that he, I notice something different he does every single game. When he's got the ball in that hand, he makes extra yardage, he's fending off an op- opposition player, or he's giving out a pass to someone like Brett Morris as well. Excellent player. Um, and he outshined Latrell Mitchell when he was playing at the Roosters as well in the centre position. Um, Zach Lomax, five. Justin Olam, four. Katoni Staggs, three. Stephen Crichton, two. And big Joey Manu at one. Jed, do you have, any, have anything that differs from that? Uh, no, the, I have the same five as you, Jamie, just a, a different order. Um, I, I was toying with the idea of putting Dane Gagai. I probably, in terms of club football, I think this has been Dane Gagai's best season. However, the fact that he gets switched around from so many different positions, whether it's wing centre or even sometimes fullback, I couldn't really put him in. But for so that's why he's not involved. But I think he has had a very good season. Uh, but in fifth, I've gone Joey Manu. Um, I feel like he does probably get overlooked quite a lot of it because he does a lot of stuff extremely well but he is in a team full of superstars so you will get your likes of your teddies uh, and and players like that and corners and Crichtons and whatever tend to sort of get the plaudits a lot more especially with the Boris twins so I've I've gone him in fifth Um, I think I looked at his stats last season and they're very consistent Eight tries and five try assists last season. Nine tries, five tries this season. This season, his meters have gone up from 102 to 108, and he's tackling a little bit better from 85% to 87%. Um, but yeah, I think probably last season I probably would have ranked him higher, even though he's has increased in terms of his numbers. I feel like other centers maybe have performed uh, better than him. Number four, the block of granite. Uh, Justin Olam. Um, I can't really add anything further to what you boys have put. Um, he, he runs so hard and I would not like to be tackled by him at all um, and sort of goes around about his business a little bit quietly I would like to see him probably get a little bit more involved in terms of the Melbourne Storm but when you've got the wingers of obviously Adakar and Vunavalu they're going to be doing a lot of your finishing for you but with Vunavalu going next season it'd be nice if he could get involved into the attack more number three I've got Tony Staggs um, I think we've all got him in the third position. Um, 10 tries, one try assist, 95 metres and 87%. And three tackle bus averaging a game. To do that in a really poor Broncos side is really impressive, con- considering when they were under the cosh for most games and getting absolutely pasted by like 30, 40, 50 points. So to still be at- averaging three tackle bus a game is, is very impressive. Um, I think his temperament, like you said, Jamie, needs to needs to work on it. Um, he gives away silly penalties but I think a lot of that will come with age he's still re- relatively young I'm not sure how old he's off the top of my head but I know he's not older than 23, 24 um, I think this is only his, his second uh, sort of like full season and only had like three quarters of a season last season but really looking forward to, to him to kick on um, number two uh, I've got Zach Lomax Again, the, the next two players, I've got it's hard to, to add anything to it because I've pretty much it's all been said. But yeah, Zach Lomax completely agree. He needs to be have a team built around him. Um, when he came on at the last end of the season, he, he was starting to win quite a lot and still doing quite a lot. But now he's moved into the centres, he seems to be influencing the game even more. And you often find when when he has a go of it, they sort of perform well as a team and they sort of get, get around him. And even when they're not performing, he's the only one that's sort of outshining. And one thing that I have noticed about Zach Lomax is that his jumping game is phenomenal and seems to out-jump every single player. His contest in the air is extraordinary and, and leaps above a lot of other players. To, and that's why he gets a lot of his tries. So And under the high ball, will link in well. Um, and, and he's just an extraordinary asset to have to someone that tall. I think he's six foot four out on that side. And when you've got a pinpoint kicker in your halves, you need to be in for it. You're going to be resulting in tries consistently. And then number one, um, I've got Miss Stephen Crichton. 
Uh, like Josh said, his stats speak for himself. 17 tries, seven try assists, averaging 114 metres, more than anyone else that I've got in my top five, uh, and 2.5 tackle bus a game. It's just his pure size. He's just, he's just scary. He's built like a, like a, a big second rower, not even like just an average second rower. He's built like a big second rower, and he just seems to make breaks for fun. Um, you'd be always wanting to get him on the outside shoulder of the opposite defender because you know he's at least going to get a half break. He's got decent hands on him, which means why he's got seven try assists and why he was pushing to be top try scorer in the comp for so many uh, weeks, just up until the last one, the last few weeks of uh, the competition, really. Um, Penrith have got an exciting team though, they really do. Um, I didn't know that I potentially might be leaving um, and going to Sydney, but that'll be a big blow to them. Because this season, I think he was the most destructive centre in the competition. Um, and I think in terms of overall, when you've got such youngsters, such a man who's not particularly old, I think, not, I think he's 25, Stags Low, Max Crichton, all under 23. I think, I'm not sure how old all of them is, but I would presume he's over 25. He looks like he's over 25 anyway. Um, but he's, he's really exciting. In terms of positions as a whole, the centre is probably the one where we don't have an abundance of world-class players. If you can compare that to your fullback position, where pretty much the, the, be the best three fullbacks are all world-class, you don't really have that in centre, but you can see the emergence of these new breed of centres coming through, and it's really exciting to look to see how they will progress over the, the coming seasons. Uh, but I'll just repeat my top five for you. In fifth position, I've got Joey Manu. Fourth, Justin Olam. Third, Tony Staggs. Second, Zach Lomax. And number one, Stephen Crichton. Superb stuff, and hopefully everyone at home has worked out that a giraffe does beat a fox in a foot race. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, Joss. Thank you very much, Jed. That was our centre position. Tune in tomorrow for the best sixes of 2020. Merry Christmas.